Hello, welcome back. This is your host, Charmaine, and I'd like to welcome you to Pathway to Victory. Today, I want to talk about what I've entitled Hope in the Midst of Chaos. And I want to take you to the book of 1 Samuel. But before I get into it, I, I want to give a quick disclaimer. I know that when people use keywords or they can use those tag words of the a podcast, you can type in different things, healing, spirituality, Christianity, you know, a number of different things for podcasts or different information to pop up. So what's my disclaimer? My disclaimer is I am a Christian. Let me break that down a little bit for you because there are a lot of folks running around here today saying they're Christians, uh, but don't represent uh, what Christ lived on the earth and what those Christ-like characteristics are. Uh, I do believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I do believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that Christ came to this earth and sacrificed his life for me. And for others, uh, I do believe that he's coming back one day. And I do believe that he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. I do believe he's coming back for a prepared church. So I wanted to lay that out there uh, for folks that are going to be listening. So now is your time to exit stage left or right uh, before you continue to listen. I just want to give that up front so people can know where I'm going and and what I'm getting into. So I want to start with the book of 1 Samuel. And I promise you, I will not be, this is not going to be long. This may be the longest one, but it's not going to be long. You know how ministers, preachers, speakers say, I ain't going to be long. And then uh, 45 minutes, an hour, hour later, they're still talking. No, we're not going to do that (laughs) tonight. But I want to take you to the book of 1 Samuel, and we're going to hit up chapter 1. And the book of 1 Samuel is about the life of Hannah, and not her whole life, but a, a real important time in her life. And if you know anything about Hannah, I'm, I'm hoping that you know about her son. Uh, Samuel was a prophet. Uh, he was a well-known prophet in the Bible, and Hannah is who brought Samuel into this world, who God trusted to bring, to carry his prophet into the world. And I'm going to start with chapter one. I'm sorry. Yep. Chapter one and verse one. So the the Bible goes on to tell us, and I'm doing the new King James version. The other day I actually did this and I did the message version, but there's something for me, there's something powerful about them King James versions. And the new King James versions, the way the words are laid out. And I don't know, for me, there's some power. There's power behind the word anyway. But there's something about the King James version that really provokes my spirit when I read it. So the Bible goes on to tell us that Hannah had a husband. Uh, his name was Elkanah. And Elkanah was married to two women. He had two wives, Penina and Hannah. And Penina had children. Uh, She was able to birth children. And Hannah, we learn, was barren. 
Hannah had no children. And I'm going to get into uh, the definition of barren uh, very shortly. But Hannah had no children, and this really bothered her. And every year, Elkanah would take his family, his wives, uh, up to Shiloh to worship and to sacrifice. And there were two sons of Eli. Eli was the priest. And Hophni and Phinehas were the sons. The priests of the Lord um, were there. And whenever, the Bible says, and whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to his wives, Penina, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion because he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Again, Hannah was barren. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that Penina provoked her. Therefore, Hannah wept. She, this, this is personal. You know, I've never suffered with infertility. I don't know what that journey is. Uh, but I, and I'm not going to compare that because I have three children and all my children came into this world through C-section. And I don't know what it is to be infertile. But what I do know and what I can imagine is the, uh, the depression and oppression and anxiety and isolation this brought into Hannah's life. And to be berated, to be laughed at, provoked, the Bible said. It said provoked her severely um, from another woman that was able to bring forth children is, is disgusting. It's, it's straight out trifling. Um, and it's not okay. And Hannah went through it. The Bible goes on to tell us that when her husband saw her weeping, this is in uh, verse eight, when her husband saw her weeping, he asked her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why are you not eating? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than your 10 sons? I mean, you know, the Bible tells us that Elkanah loved her. Elkanah loved her. He gave her a double portion. But there's a part of this that tells me he didn't even get it. He didn't even get what Hannah was going through. Because how you going to ask me, why is my heart grieved? And how you going to ask me, am I not better to you than 10 sons? Brother, this ain't got nothing to do with you. This is a personal thing for me. That I am desiring children. And I can't have children. So this ain't got nothing to do with my love for you. This is something that I'm dealing with internally. I'm, I'm, I'm battling this thing internally. And the Bible tells us, so Hannah arose after she had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. And it says, now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of her soul. And pray to the Lord bitterness. It was, it was, it was an internal battle going on with Hannah, Hannah, with Hannah. And the Bible says she wept in anguish. And in her weeping and travailing, she said, it says she made a vow and said, Oh Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me. And not forget me, but will give your maid servant a male child, Lord. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. I'm not gonna 
get into why that particular piece about shaving his head. That's another time because that can take me somewhere else. But this was Hannah's prayer. And I encourage you to read uh, 1 Samuel. And as a matter of fact, 2 Samuel 2. And the Bible goes on to say in in verse 12 that, And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord. That Eli watched her mouth. Remember, Eli is the priest. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips were moving. Her voice wasn't heard, but only her lips and the, the, the expression of her body, her body language. Therefore, Eli thought, he assumed she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long you going to be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider me a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel will grant your petition for which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the Bible tells us that Hannah went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad. And we go into verse 19 where it says, then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son, gave birth to a child, a male child, and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now the Bible goes on to tell us that the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord and the the yearly sacrifice and his vows, but Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned and I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. Remember in Hannah's prayer and Alkanah said, do, you know, her husband said, do what seems best to you. Wait until you wean him. Only let the Lord establish his word. And Hannah stayed and weaned him. And the Bible goes on to tell us uh, that um, Hannah dedicated her child on to look to God as she promised in her time of prayer and Hannah weaned her child hmm, and dedicated her child onto the Lord at the time her only child but let me talk to you a little bit about barrenness The Bible tells us that Hannah had five more children after Samuel, by the way. A woman whose womb was closed for a season in her life. A woman who went through a season of oppression and depression and isolation and anxiety. Um, And a number, I, I can't even get all the names right now that I could imagine Hannah was going through and being provoked and, and ridiculed and laughed at. That when the Lord opened her womb and she gave birth to a son, Hannah then gave birth to five more children. So the Bible tells us that Hannah had a total 
of six children, including Samuel. Remember I said the title of this is Hope in the Midst of Chaos. We are living in a time that I call uncharted territory, a time that is called unprecedented, a time that is unknown like any other uh, for me and for many around me. I know there are people who live through the the Spanish flu and can really talk about that. But in this time, we have never experienced anything like this. We are in a time uh, of stay home orders and curfews and wearing masks and gloves and can't find hand sanitizer and toilet paper and paper goods in the store and, and disinfecting products. We are in a time where people are panic shopping, shopping. We are in a time where I'm looking at different pictures on social media at different supermarkets and wholesale distributors where uh, meat, the things that we had in abundance. You go into stores and now the stores, the, the store shelves are barren. I uh, remember I talked about barrenness, Harris, Hannah's season of barrenness, uh, the, you know, looking out of what, what we're seeing in the land, a, a time where we're seeing a lot of barrenness, a lot of barren going on. What are you talking about, uh, Charmaine? Um, what are you talking about barrenness? What is barren? About the, the dictionary tells us that not producing or incapable of producing an offspring. It, it says sterile. Uh, a barren woman. It also says without capacity uh, um, and some other definitions here that are not very complimentary. So I'm not going to say these definitions, but dry. Barren can also mean dry and not referencing a woman's womb. But when you look at what's going on in the land, um, it seems like there are things that are drying up and there's a lot of panic. You go into stores now and there's a limitation, uh, limit one pack or limit two packs or some stores are limit four packs. And there are other stores that there are not limitations depending on where you are living. But I want to say this again, that there is hope in the midst of chaos because there's a lot of chaos in the midst of all, it, it, what is being called chaos and confusion. And God is not the author of chaos and confusion, but there is hope in the midst of what we are going through. What am I talking about? I just talked to you about a woman named Hannah who lived a life, a season of her life where she was barren and could not bring forth a child, could not birth a child. And when that season shifted for her, when God said, okay, Hannah, I hear you. I've heard your cry. Now it's time for me to release my promise. It's time for me to release what you've desired. It's time for me to to release what you've travailed. Come on, Charmaine, talk to yourself because there's some things that I'm waiting on God to release that it, it, it sometimes we feel like God forgets us, that he forgets about us. I mean, even in the midst of a pandemic, there are things that we were dealing with before a pandemic came upon us, before stay-home orders came upon us, before curfews came upon us, before uh, uh, the challenges of, 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 and the weight of what the medical field is, 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 is dealing with came upon us. There were, there were illnesses and, and, and there were things going on in the world, chaos and confusion in existed 
in different ways before COVID-19 came upon the scene. And there was so much negativity that is attached. We're hearing so much negativity in every direction that we turn. We, we're hearing it on different platforms of social media. You're hearing it when you turn on the news. I've, I've heard people say, I can't even watch the news anymore. And, and let's be very honest, the news, their headlines, are to, it's clickbait. It, their headlines are to sell paper to, to make money. And sometimes the, the media is just as unethical. Um, and many of us have fallen into it where we don't even do our proper research. We just send things out and I've seen it and it, it has become so poisonous to the spirit of some of us. We, we're allowing negativity to rule, to dominate, to define how we move forward. My God, we're, 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 we're allowing what we're seeing and what we're hearing and even what we're experiencing to define us to define where we're going. But God is saying, don't forget that I made a promise. Don't forget that I am hope in the midst of chaos and confusion. Don't forget that I promised you. Don't forget that I am not a man, that I should lie. Don't forget that his word will not return unto him void. People of God, when you, when you look at the journey of Hannah, when you look at Abraham, my God, Abraham was given instructions by the Lord to go to a foreign land, a place that he wasn't accustomed to. And God said, I will bless your generations, 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 generations. So that means I'm going to bless your children, their children, and their children, and their children, and their children. And yes, Abraham didn't live to see all of that, but he's lived to see some of the promises that God promised him. But he asked Abraham to go into a foreign land. And Abraham was like, what? I don't know these, I don't know nothing about that land. But God is like, Abraham, I'm going to need you to trust me. Have I failed you yet? And that's the question, has he failed you yet? Has he forgotten you? Has, has he forgotten you in the midst of a pandemic? Has he forgotten you in the midst of what looks like everything is drying up around you? Has he forgotten you? No, he didn't forget Hannah. He didn't forget Abraham. He, he, he didn't forget Moses. He didn't forget David. He, he didn't forget you. We talk about this thing called faith, right? There's faith and fear that's happening right now. People are fearful because they don't know what to expect, right? I've seen people, I've seen believers. Come on now, I've seen people who said they believe they serve a mighty God. I've seen people that, how you doing today? I am blessed and highly favored and Holy Ghost filled and speaking in tongues. I've seen some of those same people in the month of January 2020, decreeing and declaring the promises of God to in the month of March and April, talking about how the, the year is done, that it's over, and, and decreeing death over the land. Oh God, but I come here to tell you that I am speaking life into every situation 
going on around you. Life and life more abundantly. God spoke life into Hannah when Hannah was able to bring forth a son named Samuel. And she said, because I asked for him, what are you asking God for? What did you ask him for that he's answered you? And he said, I'm going to bring this thing to pass. And now you're, you're second guessing that thing. Now you're fearful because you don't know what's next. Well, I want to tell you about this thing called faith. And as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. I want to talk about this thing called faith. Faith is that thing. It is the assurance of things hoped for. Uh, divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is like fear. Fear. I'm afraid because I don't know what's what's next, but I need you to have faith and even in the midst of it because I still don't know what's next, but I need you to have faith in the God that you say that you serve. Come on now. Hannah had faith. Hannah went into that temple and Hannah went in, what I call going in. Hannah went in uh, to the point that Eli thought she was drinking. Eli thought she had some Moscato or some Merlot. Eli thought she was drunk. But Hannah was pouring out her soul. And, and oh God, the Bible, she was travailing before the Lord. And asking the Lord to open her womb. Hannah's season of barrenness had ended. Ah, she, she, Hannah's season of barrenness had ended. She gave birth to one son. And the Bible tells us she gave birth to five more after that. Ah, so see, Penina couldn't talk trash no more. I'm sure Penina was jealous. But see, there was a season where Penina ridiculed and provoked her, the Bible said, severely. And as, as, as Penina saw how God, yes, God had blessed Hannah, how God had opened up her womb. Mm, I'm sure Hannah, I'm sure Penina's mouth got shut up, locked down, bridled. And some of those people uh, that, that, that have spoken things that have chose not to support the vision God has given you, that has chose not to stand with you. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna be, they're gonna sit at that table that God has is preparing for you. They're gonna sit on the sideline to see what God is doing for you and through you. You're not gonna die in this season. You're not gonna be barren. You are still gonna, you are still gonna receive. God is still a provider. He is still Jehovah Jireh. He is still Jehovah Rapha. Glory be to God. He is still Jehovah Shalom. He is still a God of peace. Ah, bring it into your life. Peace. Peace be still. You know, people ask, how are you getting along in this time? And, you know, I, I talked to who I call my, 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 my son in Christ. Right. Um, when Manny and I get together and we have these times of, of breaking bread, we talk about this place of peace that we're in and we're fighting to stay in that place and not going back to a place of bondage and a place that we were so familiar in for such a long time. And, you know, Manny even shared with me that, you know, sometimes he, he, he felt a little uncomfortable telling people that he's on peace because he knows that there are 
other people that are not at peace and you know he didn't want to make people feel a certain way I need to I need to tell you I need to tell people I need to remind uh, Manny I need to remind myself it is okay to be peaceful in the midst of turmoil. It is okay to declare it and say God has brought you this place because we need to let people know that we serve a living God. We need to let people know that we show serve a God that shows up. We need to let people know that we sh- serve a God that heals, that will heal you, God, and keep you in the midst of the craziness. So yes, Regardless of what I see going on, there's a peace that I have that surpasses a man, man's understanding, even my own understanding, because I deserve to be here. I fought for a long time. I spent so much time in the wilderness that I thought that was my only place of existence. Ah, but God had to remind me, mm-mm, no, that I'm going to see, you shall live and, and not die, that I'm speaking life into you because you're going to get up and you're going to accomplish the things that I said you're going to accomplish. And I'm, I'm tired of you questioning and doubting me. And, and, and I got to show up repeatedly. I got to remind you who I am, uh, that I'm a God that produces. I'm a God that, that, that lives his word. And I want to remind us of that, that there is hope. There is hope. In the midst of chaos and confusion. Hebrews 11. Let's talk about it. Uh, Hebrews talks. He go, he, the book of Hebrews 11 goes in about faith. And breaking it down for many in the Bible that God gave assignments to. When you have some time, I encourage you to go to the book of Hebrews and read the book of Hebrews. Know that God is faithful. Know that he is a God of peace. Know that he is a God of hope. He is a God of healing. He's a God of deliverance. Mm. He is a God of joy. Glory be to God. And I tell you that... You know, you look around and you, you see how people, you see how people are struggling, you know, well, there are people out here struggling. Yep, there are people out here struggling and, you know, we're trying to figure out how. I know I, I try to figure out how can I support. Lord, what can I do? How can I support um, the, this person going through this? How can I contribute? What can I do? How can I seed? How can I hide? I give, not just of my finances, but give of my time. I know that we are, are, are limited to how we move around right now in our state uh, because we are in a really crucial time in this state concerning the virus and the cases that are arising. But God, how can I do it? How, how, how do you desire me to move and support? Um, and... We can, we need to figure that out. We, we, when God blesses you, it is for you to be a blessing to others. Even though I talked about what I'm seeing uh, in stores and, and what's happening out there. Let me tell y'all, I realized that when I've gone 
into grocery stores, that the things I went in to get, I was able to get it and get it in abundance. I didn't panic shop. Um, that God hasn't, God hasn't failed me even when I felt like he was failing me. Yes. Even when I felt like God had totally forgotten about me, he did. He really didn't forget about me. I, I was, I felt he did. There's, a, there's just a, 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 a period of time of different places that we find ourselves in different seasons of our lives. It can feel that we're constantly being crushed. It can seem like we're constantly running up against walls and having to scale, keep jumping over things and, and bruising our knees and, and hitting our ankles and you know hitting your big toe on the side of the bed or the dresser. Um, but I think about those different seasons in my life where I thank God that, God, I'm still alive to even talk about this. And child, that's a whole nother conversation about uh, being present and being alive to even cheer a piece of uh, my testimony. But I encourage you tonight. I encourage you as I encourage myself. That there is hope in the midst of all of this. There is hope in the midst of chaos. I encourage you as I encourage myself. Sometimes we look for other people to encourage us. When we, when the reality is we got to encourage ourselves. We got to look from whence we've come to where we are right now. And realize for if it was not for the Lord. Real talk. Real tea, y'all. I'm not coming from a cliche place. Because if you know me, you know I don't roll like that. If it was not for the Lord that was truly, truly on my side. Mm, I would not be here. And that's another journey. As a matter of fact, you can listen to another one. I, I believe it's episode one or episode two. As a matter of fact, both episodes. You can listen to those episodes. And it'll give you a little bit of insight of what I'm talking about. But I thank you. Um, for joining me. I thank you for taking time to listen. Uh, and I say it again, encourage yourself. There is hope. Believe that there is hope in the midst of this. You're coming out of this and you're coming out in fullness. Um, you're coming out in fullness and abundance. You're coming out healed. Ah, glory be to God. You're coming out. We are coming out of this. I, you know, this morning I opened in prayer and I was praying with one of my sisters in Christ and she said something to me. She said, I see a sun rising. Glory be to God. She said, I see a sun arising above you, a sun, a, a sun, just as the sun is rising, I see that thing rising over you. And I'm going to leave it at that because I ain't going to give y'all all what my word was. She said, I see that rising above you. And there was a season in your life where you weren't ready to stand in it. But I see you standing fully in it, in, in his glory, not in my glory, but in his glory. So I tell you today, I speak life into every dead situation right now. I speak that these, those dry bones shall live. Uh, those dry bones shall live. Those dry bones shall arise. In the name of Jesus. Listen, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, please uh, feel free to share 
this message, this podcast. Uh, I will be back. I'm, you know, I'm trying to get on a regular schedule of, of every week to, to send out a message. But I shall be back. Glory be to God. Please feel free to email me at facingourjourney61 at gmail.com. Please feel the, to email me for any questions, uh, a prayer request. If you have one, you can also follow our ministry page on Facebook. It's Facing Our Journey International Ministries. Again, thank you for joining me. Have a blessed evening. Shalom. Shalom.